for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Living life today, we open up and continue in a chapter 11 of Judges. And we learn that um, there's often times that the enemy, when we face battles, he will try to lie to us. He comes against logic and truth and reason. And we know that we serve a God of reason. And as Jephthah approaches this impending battle, he seeks the Lord's wisdom, which is something that is a good reminder to us. Let's open up our hearts and minds today as we seek the Lord. It says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and does not withhold. So open your scripture with me today, and let's open the word together and see what God has to say to us as we face the battles ahead of us. Judges chapter 11, verses 12 through 28. Then Jephthah sent messengers to the Ammonite king with the question, What do you have against me that you have attacked my country? The king of the Ammonites answered Jephthah's messengers, When Israel came up out of Egypt, they took away my land from the Arnon to the Jabbok, all the way to the Jordan. Now give it back peaceably. Jephthah sent back messengers to the Ammonite king, saying, This is what Jephthah says, Israel did not take the land of Moab or the land of the Ammonites. But when they came up out of Egypt, Israel went through the wilderness to the Red Sea and on to Kadesh. Then Israel sent messengers to the king of Edom, saying, Give us permission to go through your country. But the king of Edom would not listen. They sent also to the king of Moab, and he refused. So Israel stayed at Kadesh. Next, they traveled through the wilderness, skirted the lands of Edom and Moab, passed along the eastern side of the country of Moab, and camped on the other side of the Arnon. They did not enter the territory of Moab, for the Arnon was its border. Then Israel sent messengers to Sihon, king of the Amorites, who ruled in Heshbon, and said to him, Let us pass through your country to our own place. Sidon, however, did not trust Israel to pass through his territory. He mustered all his troops and encamped at Jahaz and fought with Israel. Then the Lord, the God of Israel, gave Sion and his whole army into Israel's hands, and they defeated them. Israel took over all the land of the Amorites who lived in that country, capturing all of it from the Arnon to the Jabbok and from the desert to the Jordan. Now since the Lord, the God of Israel, has driven the Amorites out before his people Israel, what right have you to take it over? Will you not take what your God, Chemosh, gives you? Likewise, whatever the Lord our God has given us, we will possess. Are you any better than Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab? Did he ever quarrel with Israel or fight with them? For three hundred years, Israel occupied Heshbon, Eroer, the surrounding settlements, and all the towns along the Arnon. Why didn't you retake them during that time? I have not wronged you, but you are doing me wrong by waging war against me. 
Let the Lord, the judge, decide the dispute this day between the Israelites and the Ammonites. The king of Ammon, however, paid no attention to the message Jephthah sent him. As we look here at Judges chapter 11, verses 12 through 28, we recognize that the Jephthah is going into battle and he has already sought the Lord's presence. It opens by saying, then, that's a very important word in scripture. Don't skip the little words. Then he sent the messenger to the king of the Amorites. Now, this word means then, then what? Then, after he had sought the Lord at Mizpah, after he had repeated the vows, after he had been in the Lord's presence, then he sent the word to the king. He wanted to negotiate. That was God's strategy for him. That was the wisdom that God had given him, is to seek to strategize, and he negotiated. But we see that this land that was in dispute, this enemy, the Amorites, they decided that that was going to be their land, and they pushed back. And uh, he declared this truth. If God gave us this land, the Amorites have no claim of, over it. Some of you have wayward children, prodigal children, maybe a spouse that's giving you difficulty or a business that's having difficulty in this season, or perhaps you're facing difficulty in graduate school or as a professional. You need to know it's time to declare truth. Recently, my husband and I experienced COVID, and at one point, my husband was very ill, and our daughters, two of them, had come to take care of us. And as I walked down the stairs, I had heard the enemy that morning speak and I'd given him place in my fears, and he said, today Rick is going to die. And I walked down the stairs, and the tears were flowing. My daughter approached the staircase. I thought she came to hug me and to comfort me, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm very afraid because I, I thought I heard that, that Dad's going to die today. And she, instead of comforting me, she looked at me and pointed her finger, and she said, you need to go back upstairs, and you need to seek the Lord because that's a lie of the enemy, and I did. And as I went back upstairs and I opened my Bible, the Lord directed me to Psalms 41, verses 2 through 3. The Lord protects and preserves them. They are counted among the blessed in the land. He does not give them over to the desire of their foes. Jephthah knew God wasn't going to give him over. He wasn't going to give the Israelites over to the desires of the Amorites. It goes on to say the Lord sustains them on their sickbed and restores them from their bed of illness. And the Lord did restore both of us, recovered 100% even better. Psalms 46.1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I want to encourage you, if you're facing lies of the enemy today, you need to take the promises of God. All the promises in God are yes and amen. You need to take those promises, as Jephthah did, and apply them. He asked a simple question of the enemy. What do you have against me that you have come to fight against me in my land. And that was a declaration my daughter was saying, what right does the enemy have to come to our home and to speak that lie to you in our home? Because God has spoken life, not death. Notice the truth here. No room for negotiation in the promises of God. Remember those spiritual arsenals that we have been given. He goes a step Further, like we see the prophet Elijah did. He challenged him. If your God is mighty enough to give you the land, then let him do it. He comes in confidence. Let's see who is mightier, Jephthah is saying to him, Yahweh or your God. 
And he wasn't afraid because he knew God was going to deliver him. He saw this as a battle between two armies. It wasn't just his battle. It was between God and the false god of Amorite. You know, Jephthah showed spiritual wisdom here. He sees this as a spiritual battle first. He sees that you cannot win in the flesh. You cannot win carnal. You have to fight in the spirit. Some things must be fought with prayer and fasting. As we look at this portion today, and as you reflect on this, I pray that the Lord will speak to you to show you the strategies and the areas where the enemy has been lying to you, you will be able to speak the truth of his scripture and be given the right perspective. Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 says this, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are spiritual and they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, bringing into captivity every thought, not some thoughts, every thought to the obedience of Christ. May that be your prayer today, Lord. Bring every one of my thoughts into the obedience of Christ. Let's do battle on the right battlefield. Let's not waste our energy. Let's not waste our time. But let's do the battle where the battle is going to be won, and that is with the mighty God at the forefront, leading us all the way into victory. As we go to prayer today, let's declare God's authority in our prayers. We know that the scripture in Ephesians 6 tells us that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and evil wickedness in high places. I'm thankful for examples like Jephthah, that he went into battle knowing that ultimately the battle belonged to the Lord. Join me in prayer. Dear Jesus, we come to you the one with all power and authority. And we ask that, Lord, you would make us mighty warriors, that we would take opportunity with boldness to share our faith. That's our greatest battleground, Lord, is getting the gospel out around the world, that you would open doors for us to be able to share with our neighbor and our co-workers the love of God, the power of your spirit, and that, Lord, we would uh, just see many, many things happen as we engage in those battles that, Lord, we wouldn't try to battle on our own authority because that always is our downfall, but we would walk in humility and that, Lord, we would seek you first and we would partner with you. And when you ask us to take bold steps, that we'll be willing to cross the Red Seas and the Jordans, Lord, and we'll be willing to, to go into battle knowing that you've gone before us and to not be afraid, but to speak truth and to push back with those truths to the enemy. And Lord, as we battle, we know that the victory belongs to you. And to you, we will give all the honor and the glory and the praise forevermore. Be exalted in our lives, Jesus. Be lifted up and be victorious for your name's sake, we pray. Amen. Single soul, reaching a world of stepping in closer.